Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Hannah's Song of the Week. My name is Hannah, and the song that I can't seem to get out of my head this week is That's Where I Am by Maggie Rogers. Hello, welcome back. Today it is just little old me. It has been a while since it's just been me narrating on this podcast, which I would like to argue is my podcast anyway, so. But yes, um, hello to any new people that are listening since the last episode. My As It Was post on Instagram just blew up within the Harrys. I'm pretty sure, like, just a bunch of Harry and One Direction fans liked it because all the profile photos were, like, either (laughs) members of One Direction or Harry or had the names had to do with, like, Harry and stuff. It was actually kind of really cute. So welcome. If you liked that post, you followed me, and now you're here on a new episode. Harry will probably be talked about less today, but as you can see, I found a way to bring him up in every single episode. (laughs) So welcome and enjoy. Speaking of Harry... We did it. Team, we did it. Harry broke the Guinness record for most streams in a day for As It Was. And As It Was is currently number one on the Billboard Top 100. So proud of him. So proud of us for streaming this song like crazy. I know the music video is the most music video of his of all time. Super excited for new stuff. Super excited for this era that we're in with him. And... This episode comes out on Friday, which is the day that he is performing at Coachella. So catch me checking out that live stream on YouTube tonight. Super excited. Have I mentioned that I'm excited for this era? Okay, because I am. We got some other great news in music. Orville Peck released a new album. There's a new Lizzo song on the horizon as well. Super excited that people are releasing new music. Orville Peck's new album is really good. It sounds completely different from his first album. It still has that heavy country twang to it, Wild West kind of a sound, but the themes and the undertones are a lot different. I'm seeing him live on May 4th, and I am super excited for that. I am also seeing Ash live tomorrow on Saturday, and I'm super excited to see her live. I'm super excited to hear Another Man's Jeans live, something that we have covered on this podcast and all of her other stuff from her debut album. Proud of her, proud of that artist. Super excited to support her. And speaking of artists that we support here, Nayo, who has also been on this podcast, released her EP a long time ago, but I don't think I had the time to announce about it, but she released her EP, Nayo's Garden of Eden. Really good. My favorite song off of that is actually not the song I covered on the podcast, but it's called Only Lovers on the Late Night Tube. I listened to that religiously. The piano in it is beautiful. It's to die for. I think I posted it on my story when it came out. That EP is really good. It's really cool, kind of like a concept album of being in the Garden of Eden and kind of like this religious, soulful experience. Also, what passed were the Grammys. Um, hello, John Baptiste killing it at the Grammys. As much as I wanted Taylor or Olivia or some of the other artists who have won at the Grammys, it's always super cool to see Black musicians killing it in the game, and John Baptiste is definitely one of them. Shout out also speaking of black musicians, to Doja Cat for winning her first Grammy for Kiss Me More with SZA. That was such an awesome part of the night as well. I watched her acceptance speech and I cried a little bit. So congrats to the Grammy winners. 
If you want to stay up to date on more music news, you should follow my socials, Twitter and Instagram at handsongofweek. I post a lot on my story and I retweet a lot of tweets about new music, who's releasing new music, what's going on in the music world. So if you want to keep up to date with that on music news, you should follow my socials. They are also linked below in the episode. But enough about the past, because today we are finally talking about my girl, Maggie Rogers. Maggie Rogers has been a favorite artist of mine for a long, long time now, and it is finally time for her to get her spotlight on the show. I've definitely talked about her before, definitely hinted at her before, but now she gets a whole episode dedicated to her with her new song, That's Where I Am. So this song is her new song from her upcoming album, Surrender, and this song is the perfect back-to-music song to me. Like, this is the perfect first song to release because it is such a good, feel-good bop. As for where I first heard Maggie Rogers, um, I'm not sure because I've been a fan for so long, I don't really remember, like, the origins of finding her. I definitely think it was from this her song, Light On, because that's probably one of her biggest songs. So I definitely probably heard that or I heard Alaska and then I started listening to Heard in a Past Life, which is her album and completely fell in love with her stuff and so went from there. Or my dad introduced me to her through the Pharrell video where she's playing Alaska to Pharrell, which we'll talk about later. It was either one of those things, either I found her myself or I was introduced to her through that video, which I think I found her myself and then found that video later. But anyway, who is Maggie Rogers? Maggie Rogers was born on April 25th, 1994. This makes her a Taurus. Her birthday is coming up. So happy early birthday, Maggie. She is an American singer, songwriter, and record producer from Easton, Maryland. She began playing harp at the age of seven, and by the time she was in middle school, she was proficient at the piano and guitar and began songwriting in eighth grade. In high school, she played harp in the orchestra, she sang in the choir, was in the jazz band, and even taught herself how to program. She was busy. The summer of her junior year, she attended a Berklee College of Music program and won the songwriting contest, and this is what made her get more dedicated to songwriting. Rogers then went on to NYU, where she studied music journalism, and here she formed a band called Dell Water Gap that ended up splitting up to focus on their solo careers. Rogers released a folk album in school called Blood Ballet during her second year, and she studied abroad in France, and while clubbing in Berlin, she fell in love with dance music. So when she returned home, she was ready to make music with a folk and electronic blend, and if you have heard her album, Heard in a Past Life, this will completely resonate with you and click onto why her music sounds the way she does. In 2016, she wrote her song, Alaska, the song that would get her to fame, in only 15 minutes. It is surprising how some of the biggest songs in the world are written in 10 to 20 minutes. It's fascinating how, the, how there can be a song of so much impact, of so much depth, and it took only 15 minutes to write. Phenomenal. So here's the story of Pharrell. Alaska is the iconic song that got her traction, and it got her traction because she played it for Pharrell Williams in a master class that he was teaching at NYU. And this master class, it was like the day they present their songs to the group and to Pharrell, and this is videotaped, and it was put onto YouTube, and the YouTube video just went 
viral. And if you haven't seen it, you just look up Alaska Pharrell Williams and boom, it'll pop up. But you can tell that Pharrell was moved by her song more than anyone in that room. And you can literally see it on his face. He is jamming out to it. And then afterwards, he just praises her on how this song isn't anything like he's ever heard, how it's something new, how it's something fresh in the music industry. It's super cool to watch because Maggie is obviously like a young college student. And this is Pharrell Williams telling her that she wrote a good song. It's a really cool video to watch, especially knowing where she is now. She graduated from NYU in 2016 with a degree in music engineering and production and also English. To continue in her education, in 2021, Maggie Rogers actually started graduate school at Harvard Divinity School where she's studying spirituality of public gatherings and the ethics of power in pop culture. Fun. After the Pharrell video, a bunch of people wanted to sign her, but she settled on Capitol Records, where she felt she had more control over her sound. And P.S. Capitol Records is the record company that Harry Styles is also signed to. More on that later. She released her major debut album, Heard It in a Past Life, in 2019, and the album debuted at number two on the U.S. Billboard 200. It features Alaska, Light On, and The Knife. In 2019, she also covered Taylor Swift's song, Tim McGraw, as a Spotify single, and it is a cover that I listen to religiously, and that's the only reason I added it here in her bio, is because I love it so much, it's on every playlist. She credits Carrie Brownstein, Patti Smith, Kim Gordon, and Bjork as her musical inspirations, while musicians like Brandi Carlile and Sharon Van Eden are what she calls her musical big sisters. She was nominated at the 62nd Grammy Awards for Best New Artist, and on March 30th, 2022, she announced her newest album, Surrender, that will be released on July 29th of this year. And fun fact, Maggie Rogers has synesthesia, so she is able to perceive colors when she listens to music. I wonder what color That's Where I Am is. Another fun fact, and why I mentioned Harry Styles with Capitol Records, is that Maggie Rogers wrote and produced this song with Kid Harpoon, who is also one of the major writers and producers of As It Was. And recently, Harry has a been spotted with a Coachella billboard that's called Wherever You Go, There You Are. And a prominent lyric in this song that we will get to is Wherever You Go, That's Where I Am. Are we getting a Harry and Maggie collab? Probably not. Does Kid Harpoon only have one original idea? Probably so. It's like Jack Antonoff being involved with Taylor Swift, Lord, Lana Del Rey, and all these other musicians. It's like Kid Harpoon is involved with all these others. So it's very fascinating that there's like probably only a handful of producers that you can count on one hand that are working with all these phenomenal artists in different ways. And probably the reason we all listen to similar artists is because they're all produced by the same people. But I digress. That's a paper. But one of the things I love most about Maggie Rogers is she does write and work on her own music. Even if she has help, she's in the driver's seat when she's writing her music. So let's talk about the lyrics and let's talk about this song, That's Where I Am. So the song starts off with this weird voice effect. It kind of sounds like she hummed into the mic and then they took that and played it simultaneously to give a beat to it. So it's almost like she's providing herself an acapella track here in the beginning and it gives the song kind of a funkier edge to it before any kind of instrumental music starts. And a beat comes in when she sings. Once again, I think it's another humming effect that they used. The beginning of this song really sounds like acapella, like we're in Pitch Perfect. But she sings in the first verse, I found a reason to wake up, coffee in my cup, start a new day. Wish we could do this forever and never remember mistakes that we made. I love the imagery throughout this song. This song really paints 
like a movie picture. She's waking up, coffee in her cup, start a new day. The reason to wake up is this person in her life. She wishes this good day with the coffee in her cup could stay forever and that they don't remember the past. Maggie does a good job of painting really cool imagery with her words. And then after this first verse, we get some rhythmic clapping that I needed to learn the beat of so I can clap along in my car. And we slowly get a bass line as well. And the bass line of this song, good, it is good. So we go into the pre-chorus. Maggie sings, I told you I loved you when we were just friends. You kept me waiting and I hated you then. Gave it a few years, you settled your debts, but I never got over the secrets I kept. So this relationship is getting a little bit more complicated. She told this person that she loved him when they were just friends, they weren't even together yet. And it sounds like this person was having his own problems or he was in another relationship. So it's almost like it wasn't going to work out, but eventually it will. Because the coolest part about this song here is that the instrument's don't really have a big beat drop for the chorus. It's still really light right now, but we do get like a bass and we do get a little bit more of a synth here in the chorus compared to just like the acapella style we were getting in the verses. But Maggie sings, it all works out in the end. Wherever you go, that's where I am. Boulders turn into sand. Wherever you go, that's where I am. And right after that's where I am, we get the sickest beat drop. I swear that we have heard on this podcast. I'm putting that out there. I don't know why this gets me more than the happier there. Hmm. I take it back. The happier than ever beat drop is one that still gives me chills to this day, but this one is a close second. It is synth. It is bass. It is all out drum beat, bass drum, hi-hat, the nine yards is magnifique. And it comes after Maggie makes this declarative statement. It all works out in the end. Wherever you go, that's where I am. Boulders turn into sand. The hard stuff, the stuff we can't get over will turn into sand and it'll become malleable. It'll become nothing because wherever you go, that's where I am. It's like she's putting her whole devotion and loyalty into this one person. Wherever they go, that's where she will be. And in the beat drop into the second verse, where we have a full bass, we have a full drum set going on behind her. And she sings, now when I wait in your doorway, covered in flowers, I think of her, the woman that you once dated, I can relate to her glitter and furs. There's also this really spooky lower voice singing in the second verse underneath Maggie. Could that lower voice be a representation of this other woman that this person dated? Who knows? It seems like the guy that she's saying that wherever she goes, that's where she'd be, was in this other relationship. And so it was almost like, hey, you know, I will leave her one day to be with you. But who knows if that actually happens? Because in the pre-chorus, Maggie asks, who were you then and who is she now? Did she know that we were together somehow? Like, yikes. It's very interesting in songs when singers kind of delve into this realm of like the other woman being the other woman and kind of like the reaction of that. And the push away from blaming the woman in the relationship and actually blaming the man, the one who is juggling two separate people in his relationships is perfect. But I think my favorite line of the song is in this pre-chorus where she asks, did she know that we were together somehow? And then Maggie says, you never touched me, but I felt you everywhere. Mainly because when she sings, you never touched me, the music backs out and it kind of turns into like isolated vocals. And the vocal lines that Maggie sings is really chilling. She goes in a higher point of her range and she really belts out the word everywhere. And in kind of this like embracing of her sexuality and things like that. 
And after that, the guitar has this little line that takes us back into the chorus where she sings, it all works out in the end. Wherever you go, that's where I am. Even boulders turn into sand. Wherever you go, that's where I am. And the coolest part about this song too is that that acapella background that I was talking about in the first verse stays throughout the song, even though there's instrumentals added over it. So it's almost like that is the driving force of the beat just as much as the drums are. But I love just screaming this chorus in my car. It all works out in the end. Even boulders turn into sand. Like that's such a motivating line. Like things do work out in the end. And wherever you go, that's where I am. It's very touching. Then the bass and drum lovers like myself have a little solo here. And But right before we get into the bridge, which the bridge is another great part of the song because the bridge sounds like a 2000s pop song. Like I can literally hear this little guitar lick because it switches from this electric guitar and synth into an acoustic guitar. And I swear that in this isolated acoustic guitar, I can hear 10 things I hate about you playing in the background. Like it just sounds like this 2000s, late 90s soundtrack. And over it, Maggie sings, no, I'll never find another. No one else can do it better. When we're together, it feels like heaven. You're the only one I ever wanted. All I ever really wanted was you. She sings, no, I'll never find another. No one else can do it better. When we're together, it feels like heaven. You're the only one I ever wanted. All I ever really wanted was you. And I love the bridge too, because this is probably like the catchiest line of the song. When Maggie goes, you're the only one I ever wanted. All I ever really wanted was you. Like, it's so catchy. She sings it so fast. And the fact that it's all one note, it can stay in your head a lot easier. This whole song is actually really catchy. Maggie does a really good job about writing catchy songs. Alaska was really catchy as well. And Light On is super catchy, but they're a little more experimental. This one is kind of like pretty pop, typical catchiness. And then after the bridge, we get into the synth solo and it is funky and it takes us into this last chorus that is so loud and it's she sings the melody line in a different way to make it louder to really punctuate this theme it all works out in the end wherever you go that's where i am even boulders turn into sand wherever you go that's where i am and in this last chorus once she sings that theme one more time she adds the bridge you're the only one i ever wanted all i ever really wanted was you on top of it so you have these two melodies going against each other at once and I love when songs stack different melodies like this on top of each other so when I'm driving I can switch between which one I want to sing and she finishes the song by singing that's where I am in this declarative form of wherever you go that's where I am and the song ends with the 2000s guitar sounding feel versus how it started with that acapella humming noise So the music that I would describe of this song is 100% indie pop. She combines electronic music with indie so well. Her stuff is always on the verge of being electronic pop, but she never lets it get there. She lets it stay indie. She lets it stay fun and fresh. And you can really see folk influences in the lyrics of this song. You know, like her lyrics kind of give me like a Joni Mitchell or a Carole King vibe where it has this imagery and this text painting versus what we called the Phoebe phenomenon in the As It Was video. So this song is a complete bop. It is a jam. It is something you're driving down the highway to. You roll down your windows. It is a beach song. It is so good. It's so fun in that way. And I also love how this song sounds so modern and yet so much like a 2000 pop song at the same time. Her vocals are killer as always. Maggie's voice is something that is very unique to Maggie. She has an old school sound, 
but she also really utilizes her head voice in a way that a lot of pop artists do not. She's not much of a belter. What she does belt is just what's in her chest range, but once she flips to the head voice, she uses her head voice as well. She definitely has a voice for folk music, but she uses it for pop music, and that's what I think makes her voice very pure sounding. Like, if I needed help with a melody and I needed someone to sing a melody to me, I'd probably choose someone like Maggie Rogers, where her voice is so pure and is easy to understand and it is easy to hear, but it is also still adds a fun element to the song. So my favorite part of this song has to be the chorus. That is such a normie answer, but the chorus is so much fun, and the beat drop to the chorus every time is so much fun that it is worth it. Then I also love the bridge, once again connecting back to that 2000s kind of throwback feel. I love the meaning of the song, how it's carefree and happy. It has this happiness to it that I rarely listen to nowadays, and so it's nice when I get a happy song that I cling to, kind of like Silk Chiffon, where it's an instant mood booster. The theme of like everything working out in the end, even if it's maybe not how you pictured, is another aspect of the song that I really like. Maggie Rogers is one of those artists where she's famous, but she's also not famous. She's indie, but she's also not indie. She's kind of really on that cusp of breaking it into the mainstream world, but then also not. Like, I don't feel like she's a household name yet, but I do feel like a lot of people really listen to her. And if obviously, if you listen to indie pop a lot, you know her. Like, she's probably one of the big stars of the indie pop girl genre in general. But if this is your first introduction to Maggie Rogers, welcome. Please go listen to her in a past life. It is one of my favorite albums to put on vinyl. I think I spin that album probably more than my other albums. She's just one of those people where she has such a fresh and unique sound to add into the world that it's really hard to not fall in love with her. So if you haven't listened to her already, go check her out. Make sure to stream That's Where I Am and give it a bunch of love. And make sure to check out Surrender when it comes out on July 29th. The funky vocals, incredible beat, and carefree lyrics is why That's Where I Am by Maggie Rogers is my song of the week. listening to another episode of Hannah's Song of the Week. If you want to hear more of my ramblings on some of my favorite songs, make sure to come back every Friday on most podcast platforms. If you want to keep up with the podcast, check out my Twitter and Instagram below and check out the Song of the Week playlist that I update with each new song covered. If you like what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in. I hope you have a good week and listen to some good music and don't forget to treat people with kindness. Bye!